0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Be The Man podcast. We are so excited to be sitting right here with you on this podcast, Pastor Stacy and myself. I should have had the record button rolling 10 or 15 minutes ago. Yeah, we got it on the uh, on the camera. Hey I just, guys. If you're watching, I just asked Eli if he got the
1: camera on. And he said, yeah, he did. <laughs> if you're listening... Uh, just bear with us today. It's going to get really fun.
0: Yeah, it really is. Well, welcome to the YouTube audience. Uh, if you guys are watching us on YouTube or Spotify, yeah, thank you guys. You know, I, I've noticed our our platforms grown from just the audio. Now that I put the video out, people, you know, they love like they that. love getting to see us have like conversation. That. Well, it makes so, me
1: have to comb my hair when I we come
0: in, man. So it does a different thing for me. Really well, does. welcome, guys. We're excited to have you here. Um, if you've been following along with us, we've been giving you the practical principles on what it means to undertake your job description as the man of your household. So let's expound on that today, Pastor Stacy. How you doing? Amen.
1: I'm great, dude. I'm great. It's been uh, been a big old ministry week. It seems like every time you and I sit down, we, we say that. A lot yeah, going on. it's true. But God is good. I'm glad there's a lot going on. And this is a very important part of what we're doing these days. Um, I really love this ministry I love what it's becoming and yeah. gosh we're really just getting started Absolutely, even though we're a long ways down the road it seems and we were just talking to Eli about how far we have come and you just mentioned it right here that my goodness uh the sky's the limit really for what the Lord's going to do in and through this and I'm appreciating running into more and more people that uh that know what's going That's on right. man right. they talk to me about it they ask me about it Um, I had somebody go by me the other day in town. I I know them, so it wasn't a stranger. Uh, I know them, and, man, they just kind of punched me in the arm, and said, hey, you're being the man, aren't you? So it made me feel really (laughs) good that. uh, that, that that's what is out there, and I hope you guys are growing and are encouraged just to have a place where Maybe some people who love you and care about you are just trying to sow into you. And I say, Eli did well in always mentioning that what we're about is how can we love our wives as Christ loved the church, no matter where you find yourself in the spectrum of marriage, heading there, hoping to get there one day, (laughs) there in the moment, uh, whatever it is, engaged, whatever you may, whatever situation may describe you best. I'm glad that you're right here with us, and these principles apply readily to all those things. Now, Eli, I came today unscripted. You talk about the epitome of unscripted.
0: That's what it is. We right are now.
1: here today, folks, unscripted. Eli most of the time doesn't know what I'm going to do true. until we true. start, and he pushes the button, and that's extremely true today because I've got an idea, but I'm not real sure. So we'll see <laughs> where the Lord lays it, uh, where he how he lays it out before us. I thought about this. I have this thought, Eli. You know, you're a mechanic, right? Uh, of, yes, you are, of sorts. You're a good mechanic, better than I ever had time to be. So, um, you know, a lot of you guys out there understand. If it's not on a car, you might work on different things and and understand how machines work. Eli, I had a, uh, I, I had a um, instance where I bought a generator. Okay. Okay. For the house, this is a small engine with a you know, a, a coil and all kind of technical yeah, stuff of going on. So you can, you know, when the power goes out, you can cut your TV on because heaven knows we can't go a day without the TV, brother. We've got to have that on. Or you can <laughs> charge your laptop you or, or whatever you're doing, your phone, phone whatever dude. you're doing, man, you got to have a little power That's even right. if it goes out. So I bought this generator. I got it home. And as I was unboxing it, you know, and getting it ready, I bet there were... 12 stickers on it. I'm trying not to exaggerate because I, I'm, I intend to embellish. I try not to ever exaggerate. Right. But I bet there's 10 or 12 stickers or, or different kind of tags hanging on it in different places. And they all said, do not attempt to start without filling with oil. No. Or there is no oil in this unit. Even on the, you know, it was a pull start. Pull, even on the pull, don't pull this until you're sure. <laughs> so over and over they were saying... If you don't have some lubrication in this machine and you start it, it's going to lock up. Yep. It might start because there's a little, probably when they put it together, there's some assembly lubricant in it, yep. but they're saying, don't try to run this thing and depend on it until you have made sure. And they even sent you the oil, the quart yep. of oil that you needed you need to, to make to sure you had in there, but they were counting on me to put it in. So they know folks like me, we're going to unbox that and be ready to start Bring it, it and hear it run <laughs> and never put any oil in it or think to check if oil was in it. So they put They went to every length they could to say, you make sure you you grease this thing up. You make sure that you have the lubricant that you need in it before you try to operate it and depend on it. And there's something in me that says, as men, if we're undertaking our job description well, there's something in me that says we need to have that kind of attitude toward our relationships. Even with your cars, you know, I understand that with a car, maintenance... Is the life of it. it if is. you don't maintain it, it's just not going to last a long time. And the same is true for relationships. And and Eli, we could really talk about these principles with any kind of relationship, probably. Truth, Amen. Uh, friendships. You know what? Whatever's going on, you could talk about that. Maybe the things that we look at that are grease. Let's call them grease for. Grease for good relationships. Let's call it that. Hey, if you got grease for good relationships, man, you know, apply it liberally early and often. Make sure that you're paying attention to these things. It will keep the gears of your relationship turning really good. You know, um, we're walking through something in the staff, Eli. So maybe we'll get a little bit practical. That's kind of where I'm headed today. And maybe for a little while, we'll stay there. I don't know. I think it would be good for us. Um, we talked in the staff meeting, you know, you got to have groundwork for these things. So what's the foundational truth of that you need to maintain and pay attention to that lets the gears of your relationship turn well. This past week in our staff meeting, or maybe last week, a week ago, the last one yep. we had, mm-hmm. we talked about trust yep. and how big trust is and maybe how to build trust in relationships. And we even talked about some things that were maybe uh, the enemies of trust that that begin to tear trust down in relationships yeah. and we've talked about on the podcast before how critical it is to have trust in a relationship you got anything along those lines you want to share about
0: the the great need and the importance to maintain that trust it's pretty cool how uh, I, I you know as a mechanic okay I want to tie this in Go ahead, to to, I'm excited. to car mechanics there was a I got a dear friend of mine from college a couple of years ago and and I, I helped him out one time because uh, he, his car wouldn't start. It had some problems. It had a weird sound, you know. And I was over at the school. They were, let's see what Eli can think of about Let, it because I worked Eli at the, the mechanic. I let's worked get at him. the transmission <laughs> shop. Well, I, I come to find out that uh, he had no oil in his car. Well, there you go. Okay, so that that you know that kind of leads one thing leads to the other. It gets hydrolocked. You know, he, his car is not functional anymore. No, so. And you when, mean
1: you couldn't fix it right there in the parking lot? That's dude? right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it, but can't you get under there, Eli, and get to figure something out? It's like, well, I, I pulled the drain plug and nothing came Zero. out. Zero. So I'm like, not only did the dipstick read nothing, but you had nothing in the red, nothing, nothing in the reserve tank. So anyway, uh, we go on, you know, and I, I, he gets a ends up getting another little car and, and everything, and, and I talk about trust, and I said, man, I'm I'm leaving this with you. I'm giving you the tools on how to change your oil. I got to trust that you're going to put hey, it in there. You're going to execute it. You've got to put it in there because if you don't, then it's going to lead to the destruction of the vehicle. And I think, you know, in, in the context of relationships with your spouse or with friendships, absolutely, that kind of trust has got to be uh, an established precedent of, I know that you're going to do something or I know that we got each other's backs or it's going to just absolutely. it's gonna to go to the wayside.
1: Yeah. You can't cut the air conditioner unless the motor's running, right? I mean, all these extra things that you have, uh, you know, the GPS is useless (laughs) if you don't have a propulsion system of some kind, you know. So uh, it's foundational that you have trust in your relationship. That is the uh, primary lubricant that you need to keep the gears meshing right between you and your bride. Um, and even like you say, you can apply this, guys, to any relationship, vocational, whatever it is, um, friend to friend, however you want, a brother to sister, uh, you know, parent to child. You got to have that trust. It's foundational to to good relationships. So we'll talk about some some grease in the positive ways in in the days ahead. I think maybe something that the Lord has laid on my spirit these days. And we want to make sure, even in our staff, that we don't inadvertently send a message to someone that we don't trust them. Yeah. You know, we might not mean that. We, I might trust Eli, uh, and I do, with, with all I'm worth. You know, I know you got my back. I right. know we're rolling. You know I got yours. We're on the same team. Absolutely. Pulling the same direction. We know all those things. But sometimes if you posture yourself a certain way or if you conduct yourself a certain way in the way you relate to one another, especially as husband and wife, guys, you can start sending a message to your bride. You might not even mean to. You don't even perceive you're doing it. Yeah. But you'll send a message to her that, you know what? I don't trust you. Yeah. I don't trust you at all.
0: One of the most practical things that I, you know, I was thinking it just came into my mind. I was telling the students on Wednesday night. Because um, they're a generation of cell phone use. And, yes. you know, one of the greatest things that causes ambivalence and lack of trust is when you start hiding things on that cell phone or start oh, hiding some certain gosh. things, you know, or even in the text context, you're texting, you can't get the quite, you can't see the dynamic of the conversation in person. So it feels like you're hiding something when you're just texting each other. Absolutely. So there's that yeah. whole ambivalence factor of the, I mean, the phone's one thing, but yeah, that hey, trust, the inadvertent. Lack of you trust. don't
1: even mean to do it exactly, and you can be uh you can be doing things that just tear it down yes. and uh, undermine it and guys, I don't think I want to be in a position where my wife thinks I don't trust her yeah I, I don't see that ever working out well yeah um and sometimes it's it's in our DNA as as men as gentlemen sometimes to you know when we talked about protection provision we talked about that just in the last couple of weeks and sometimes in being that provider and being that protector, you can almost look at your wife and say, I don't need you in this or worse. I don't think you can do this. I don't think you got this. I got this. And so we have to be careful of some things that we might do guys. You know, we could entitle this podcast, uh, you know, proactively building trust if we want to, but I think maybe the way to proactively build trust is to preemptively not tear down trust. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's good. So it's almost like, okay, here's the front door, there's the back door. So if we can just hold the back door or Keep the drain plug. Hey, yeah. don't pull the drain plug out. You Keep can be pouring trust oil in the top all you want to. Don't let it out. But if the out. drain plug's out, man, <laughs> you're in trouble. I got my oil changed in my little pickup truck. For you guys that don't know, I have a 93 Ranger. I love that little pickup truck. It's not, I think it's, we've talked about the tax value. It's about eight bucks. I don't know. It's not worth <laughs> a whole lot. But it's worth a lot to me. I remember I got it changed some years. I got the oil changed some years ago at a, at a little quick lube place here. Yep. And I was heading down the road, dude. And blue smoke bubbling at the back of that thing. Oil pressure lights on, so I pull it over immediately just because... There's no oil. In it. That's right. They had poured it in, but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't have the the drain plug in oh, the bottom. Is, is it coming so out? yeah, they just oh, gave me goodness. the keys and said, "Congratulations." Why well, I didn't trim, tr- tr- you know, but it became fairly obvious in yeah, about a half a mile. Wrong. Something's yeah. up. Oh, so goodness. I pull it off and call. And the guy was just distraught. And, you know, he came down there and said, "Man, no drain plug in it. I'm sorry." So he brought <laughs> five quarts of oil with him and fixed it all up. And rest is history. It didn't hurt the motor. I'm still driving it. Here, here we go. So the Lord is good. um But in your relationships, you know, you can think how oh, many man, I'm, yeah, I'm doing it past I'm greasing, I'm putting trust in the top. But dudes, if you got it, it no drain plug in the bottom to retain it, yeah. it's not doing you any good. It's just pouring straight through. So that may be the angle I'm taking today with the practical application to this Absolutely. stuff in that you have to be careful that, yeah, you want to be building trust, but I think maybe the best way to build trust is to make sure
0: you're not damaging it. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you're not hurting it. And I think in the context too of, uh, of you know, even in cars and I, I you know, I could, I could give you so many car analogies. That's so cool that we brought this up. I love it. But the you know, in, in the context of a, a an oil draining out, there could be leaks. You know, that's yes. inadvertent. You don't really know that it's going on, but like my little slow. car slow I got a valve covered leak that I had to mm. fix. Yep. Slow leak. You know, something that, that might have got in there that, that Made a little gap happen, and slowly but surely, it starts leaking out. And before you know it, you're out of oil. Hey, and it seems insignificant. It does. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's not much to that. I mean, that's a, yeah, but a
1: little while, give it a little yeah. time. Yeah. Nothing, bro. So in the practical Nothing. sense, you know, that's kind of... Yeah. that could I love that, Eli. So you got to watch every aspect of what you're doing so that you're not letting those leaks spring in your relationship to the yeah. fact where that trust, where you're... Ever, I don't want to ever say to my wife, I don't want to ever communicate to her that I don't trust her. Yeah, Does that make sense? So I'm looking at this today as how can I build trust in my wife? Yeah, that yeah. she can trust me. That's one thing. But how can I build it in her that, that I trust her. So let me give you a couple of practical things, guys. And I think I'm going to tie it to one thing. We talked about this with our staff the other day, and I thought it was great if we talk about this in this context of, of maintaining our relationships and the good grease for relationships that we have. Um, you know, the one thing that you can do that's very practical and very powerful that will always communicate to your spouse, to your wife, that you trust and love her. That is, listen to her. Yeah, listen to her openly, honestly, and ready. And we have a, a, some podcasts in the past that you can yeah. go pull from, and you can learn some more about listening. But today, I want to talk maybe in a different way about it, Eli, as as how to listen as a prov- as a preventative. Okay, yeah. so. There's a great principle here that you guys need to know. You know if we're the leader of our home, if we're going to take our job description seriously, we're going to love our wives, lead with love in the way that Christ leads with love his church. The qualification for that is that I, I listen, yeah that I'll be a listener. Good. You know, I love the Lord so much and in so many different ways for so many different reasons. But one of the greatest things that the Lord does for us is listen.
0: yes. Amen.
1: And here's a guy that knows everything you're thinking. It's true. Before you ever vocalize it. You know, he knows what you need before you need it. It's good. So, you know, it'd be easy for him to say, I don't need your input. Yes. I got it. Okay. (laughs) But, but what he does, because he knows we need it. Okay. Because it builds trust, right? It builds trust between he and I is that over and over he says, Hey, come, come and talk to me, man. I'm right here. Yeah. I want to listen to you. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to know what's going on in your life. I want to know how you're feeling. I want to know what's troubling you. I want to know what's right. what's blessing you. I want to know what you're excited about. I want to know what you dream about. So he's the best listener that there is. Yeah. You can't be an intercessor, right? You're mm-hmm. teaching out of Hebrews. It's true. It's he's true. our great high priest. He he's is. our great intercessor. Mediator. You can't be that unless you're a listener. It's true. Right? Amen. So you cannot be a leader. One of the things we learned in our staff meeting and discussed is if you're going to call yourself a leader, you better be a listener. Mm -hmm. You're not a leader if you're not a listener. You might think you are, and that might be your title, but that doesn't make you a leader if you're not a listener. So you have to learn to be a good listener. So let me give you a couple of three things that we talked about, and I've got them right here. I'll recommend a book to you some days, not today, but I'm going to recommend a little book that's, that's big in my life later on. Maybe we'll put it on the information somewhere, yeah. um, and you guys look for that. Um, some things that you have to do that qualify you, that help you if you're always interrupting— if your wife's trying to bring you an idea and man, you don't pay any attention to that and you interrupt her all the time, you're not listening to her. She's trying to communicate with you, but you feel like you already got it figured out and you're just not even ready to hear what she has to say because you already know what's going on and, and all you're doing by interrupting her and not listening to her is telling her one thing. And what is that, Eli? I don't trust you. I don't you. trust you. I don't yeah. trust you. Okay. So here's some things that happen. In anyone's heart when you do that to them, guys, especially the heart of someone who loves you more than anybody in this world and that you love more than anybody in this world. Your closest friend, your best companion, the person that you stood before the Lord with and made vows to to stay with forever, the most precious treasured possession, all these podcasts that we talk about coming up to now. Guys, when you begin to interrupt and not listen... Here's what you're communicating to your wife, and it tears down trust on every hand's turn. So, Eli, here's the first thing. When I begin to interrupt somebody, I'm essentially saying, my idea is better than yours. I know better, yep. Right? You got an idea, but. You know, my idea is just better than yours, so yeah. I don't need to listen to you. You don't need to be talking anymore. You don't need to say anymore because I know you got an idea and you think you understand this, <laughs> but you don't have the understanding that I have, and I don't need to hear from you on that
0: anymore. I think, and you may have mentioned this in staff meeting, but I think about and you know guys out there, you probably know of somebody who, when you're talking to them. You know that they're not listening. They're do you? not. They're thinking no. about what they're going to say next. Absolutely. <laughs> they're thinking about their next thought before you can even get out what Absolutely, you were going to say. Absolutely, man. And and you
1: know I love that I'm sitting here with you like this because. There is a necessity of thinking about, oh, my gosh, that oh, comes up in my head. But when you're doing it to the neglect, uh, psychologists tell us if you put any sock in that, and I do. I think they, absolutely. I think there's a lot of positive to that to take into our lives if we do it under the, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit and under yeah. the understanding of Jesus Christ. On Sunday mornings, we've learned that all wisdom, all knowledge, all these things— are seated in christ so when you look at it from the christian the christ perspective the perspective of the word there's good in these things but psychologists tell us that 95 percent of the time is what they estimate that when you're talking to a person they don't even hear a word you're saying <laughs> they're already trying to think they're thinking you know i, w- I wish stacy would shut up because i got something, I got something to, to say, to say. <laughs> I got something to say, and guys, you may be chuckling out there because that may be how yep. you feel when you're talking to your wife. And if it is, that is not the way you should feel. That is be, not be that the 5%. way. Percent. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Be, be the exception, gentlemen. Be the exception today. Be the five. Uh, we talked about the five percent freedom plan. Didn't yes. Five percent. Now plan. we got the five percent listening plan going on right here. Be the five percent of people. Who, is genu- who are genuinely tuned in to what your spouse is saying. Yeah. And and that tells them, I'm going to tell you, my wife knows whether I'm listening to her or not. Yeah. Just hope, I guarantee you hope knows oh,
0: yeah. that. Yeah, she said, are you thinking about something yeah, else? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Where are you, dude? You're where, zoned where, out. Your yeah,
1: She ain't going to put up with that, dude. Tammy doesn't put up with that. She calls me right out on the carpet on it. And I, I don't do that often because I really make an effort, but the best you can do, you're going to slip into that place. But, guys, be that 5% that genuinely desires to listen to your bride, because w- when you don't, all you're telling her is, you know, you, you, your idea is, in, is, is invalid. Your yeah. idea is no good. You're not going to bring anything to the table. Um, that's not good yeah. when you're telling them that. Secondly, beyond that, Eli, not only are you telling them their idea is not good or not important. Now, this is easy. This is easy to overlook, but you know what happens? You know where you slide down to? That starts here. Mm. It says when you interrupt, when you don't listen, when you don't pay attention, when you don't genuinely be that 5%, you're saying your idea is not good. Right. But I'm going to take it down a level. Your idea is not only invalid. You're saying that when you don't listen, but when you don't pay attention to her and let her bring stuff to the table, you're saying you, you're You're pointing the pink finger at her. You're not important. Mm. And you say, Pastor, you're crazy. No, I'm not. That's, that's psychology. I'm telling true. you. It is the absolute truth, guys. Yeah. You're not meaning to say that. I'm going to back up again to where we started. There's no way that you sat down with someone you love, and you're trying to communicate to them what you, you Your ideas that you bring to the table are not better. mine are not her, right. Okay. You're not trying to communicate that. No. And you are certainly... I I, I I hear I'm weighing my words, Eli, you know, when I stop and start thinking, I would almost say that you're certainly not trying to say to your wife. Matter of fact, you're not as good as I am. You're not valid. You as a person are not capable of doing any better than you're doing. So you let me handle this. So I don't believe that's what you ever are trying to say, right? No. Hmm. That's disastrous, guys. That's that's pulling the cord on the generator. That's pulling the start cord. That's having the choke wide open, and that's having the fuel line open with no oil in the generator. And it's going to lock up on you, and it's going to be a problem down the road. I promise you. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that are you know there's a lot of ways to positively build trust, but here's some things you don't want to do that 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 kind of catches the bottom of that. You do not want to. It all hinges around listening. You don't want to be someone who doesn't listen because it does communicate. Your idea is not any good. And secondly, you're yeah. not really any good. And we've kind of hinted at this, but here's the third thing it communicates. It even goes a level deeper. I'm better than you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm, you know, you're, you're probably pretty fortunate, you know, to, ha- to have me in this re- relationship. And you think, that is not what I'm trying to say. Well, I'm glad it's not what you're trying to say. That's what I really across. am. But when you don't stop and listen... To your spouse to your wife to your best girl when you don't tune in to what she's saying that's ultimately what you're saying yeah. is i'm better yeah. i'm just the best one in this relationship and dude i gotta tell you i am i am uh wise enough to know that I couldn't be further from the truth in my relationship man when i think about who she is and who who Tammy is to me and what she does in her home, uh, what she's done for thirty four years in her home, and I look ahead to to the plans that she brings and and the gifts and the talents. You know, yeah. I most of the time, yeah. Eli, find myself going, "What is that girl still doing, <laughs> hanging around with this kid?" That's where I generally am, and that's a healthy place to yeah. be. It's that's good. a really healthy place to be, and I think of it in the same relationship as I think of the Lord, you know, I can't tell you how many times I come to him and think, why is he still? Yeah. Why is he still messing with me all these years? Why is he still trying to work in me and through me? And why does he still want to bless me and use me somewhere? And guys, I promise you when you keep that kind of perspective towards your wife, all of a sudden it becomes really easy to, to pay attention. Uh, let's talk about listening to the Lord. Okay. Let's put this on us. When we, when we don't listen to the Lord, what do we say to
0: him? I got a better idea than you do. Yeah. And, and that how, how preposterous that is that? Ain't gonna work. It doesn't work. Uh, you know, uh,
1: I, I understand the situation, you know, uh, I, I, I understand your idea, Lord, isn't valid. Yeah. It isn't good. Yeah. Matter of fact, you're not valid. You're not good. And, and thirdly, I probably got a better handle on this than you do. Now, you would never. I mean, that is the height of lunacy to think that that you would, as a Christian, even begin to go down that road. Love your wife as Christ has loved the church. Hold her in the same esteem the same way. He listens to me even when I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. And here, hey, guys, I want you to know that the best thing you can do to keep the drain plug in the bottom and be able to allow the grease, the things that we're talking about in the days ahead, to function and keep your relationship, the mechanics of it, smooth, operating well, and working for you for the long haul is to begin to build that foundation of trust by holding the back door, by not letting that trust leak out and run away from you guys. Because sometimes, Eli, we think it takes some cataclysmic event in our relationship to breach trust. Right. We think that, we think, Oh my gosh, somebody's got to blow it. (laughs) I mean, somebody's got to do something unthinkable for trust to be breached. That's not so. I think your point was so well taken. You did so good with that dude. because I think sometimes it's over years inadvertent leaks kind of over years, man, that trust runs away. It's, Mm -hmm. And what is the old saying the death by a thousand cuts, man? It's mm-hmm. not it's not one blow. It's over years that you yeah. that you communicate in this way with one another. And all of a sudden trust just runs away. So guys, I'm here to encourage you. If I can give you one thing, let's spend it on the positive side. Just Practice listening, man. Proactively yeah. just listen. Go yeah. back to that communication podcast because we talk a little bit about that in there. Absolutely. It? Go back and just learn to actively listen and intensely listen and intentionally listen to your spouse with this mindset that she's going to bring something valid to the table. Promise you she is. Yeah. She's got a different viewpoint than you do. And that's a good thing. That's why there's two of you, brother. Yep. Both of you bring valid things to the table. Learn to
0: posture yourself to listen that landed? You know, I, I made me think about. I got to talk to my dear grandpa not too long ago, and he's been in ministry for fifty something years, and he's been. he's beyond the God. He's been married to my mamaw for sixty something, I and mean, you know he's he's had a lot of experience. I thought and, I had some experience. Eli. <laughs> I got to talking to him on the phone, and and you know he, I I was telling him happy anniversary, and you know I was excited for him. I don't talk to him very often, and you know he said. Uh, and you know, I said, well, Papa, what's what's the key to being married that long? You know, I was like, I'd like to be able to save 60 years down the road awesome. when I'm with Hope. And he said, well, your Meemaw just lucked out. She oh, got to marry me. I love and it. And I was like, Papa, what in the <laughs> world? And, you know, we, we laughed about it. We carried on. And he said, and he told me, he said, now, really, he said, it's the, the, the thing is, he said, I've spent the past 55, 60 years of my life you know, listening to her, following after how she can help me through life. And he said, I wouldn't be the man I am. I wouldn't oh, be doing not. ministry without your yeah. mammal by my side absolutely every day. Absolutely not, man. And that kind of that hit me of like, wow, it's, I mean, he he is, I, with all respects to him, he's like one of my favorite pe- preachers, you know, you he's know, the I, boss, I, he's man. the boss. You know, he, he is I, the boss. i looked up to him forever and he said, it's not me. He said, it's your, it's, yeah. it's your Meemaw. It's my wife man. that's been by my Absolutely. side. So, <laughs> so that's, that's encouraging. That's
1: man. a jewel, man. And it's all about how you view your wife. And yes. certainly, guys, again, I'm going to say, I don't know any of you out there that want to communicate to your wife anything in the realm of you're not important. Yeah. But when you fail to listen, you communicate that to your wife. And what you're really saying to her is, I do not trust you at all. And that undermines your relationship, guys. It'll grind to a halt. It'll be metal on metal, sparks and disaster. A rod's going to come out the side of the engine before over with every time. (laughs) So, guys, pay attention to that this week. Think about how can I proactively build trust in my relationship? How can I do that? Well, it may be that you're proactively stopping it from running out of your relationship, that you're holding that back door, making sure no leaks are springing up and making sure to keep the lines of communication open and guys learn to listen, learn to listen. Love that word from your papaw, man. That's good.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I think about, you know, in the context of, this whole podcast, you know, and, and it's introspective for people to think, well, how can you trust, uh, like how can they trust what we're saying, you know, and how can we you. trust yeah. Like there's that whole, uh, and I, I love what you talked about in staff meeting about how, you know, a lot of what we do as leaders, a lot of what we're supposed to do as men is, it's just, it's listening, it's being attentive and being there, you know, 90% of it's just yep. listening, showing up, Absolutely, being there in man. their life. Absolutely. And I'll give you
1: one more. I, I call it, a, a ministry nugget, but it's a yeah. men 's nugget it's for your marriage too man. Um, I learned early on in ministry this this grand truth that a long time after people forget what you said they 'll remember that you were there and yes. that's what you're saying Yes, a long time I mean they might not ever remember one message I preached that's but i'm going to tell you if i 'm there when they needed me they remember that they never forget it. I have people come and say man you don't remember what you did at my mama's funeral service, but man, I'm so glad wow. that you were there. And it's the same in marriage. It's you good. know, a, a long time after the details wash away, you remember that your bride was there. Yep. She was there. She was the one that was right there. And the same is true. She remembers that you were present, that you were in the moment, that she had your attention and that she had the best of you. So guys, that's just a, uh, yeah, I don't know where I say unscripted. Here we go. Just, just remember that. And if she, that's what builds trust
0: proactively is presence. Yeah. Yeah. It, it that's does, good, brother. That's good. Guys, go out there and be the 5%. Yeah. Be I the like 5% that, dude. Maybe, maybe we hashtag that yeah, somewhere, maybe, brother. Maybe that'll, that'll be the name of the episode. <laughs> so, guys, I, uh, you know, before we let you go, I want you to keep something on your minds. The Be the Man live experience is probably going to be rolling out here soon. We actually just, Rob and I just squared some details Ooh, for that. I'm excited. It's going to be uh, in January. We'll send a date out to you. but... It's going to be pretty cool. You guys come here, uh, me and Pastor talk with some special guests. Uh, we're going to be out here at Trinity doing a Be The Man Live. man, You talk about interactive. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. So I someday. bet we have some mics or something set up oh, yeah. for people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Open mic about that. podcast night. Yep. And, you know, we like to have our food. We'll have something to eat there. Absolutely. So, But, yeah, you guys stay in touch, stay in tune. Big things are happening here at Trinity of Fairview, and the Lord's in the midst of it. and we love and appreciate each and every one of you. Leave a like on this YouTube video. Yeah, thank we you. We love guys. having you guys and leave a like on the Spotify as well. Thank you guys. Thank you, Eli.